James chapter 5, verse 12 to 20. This is God speaking to us. How awesome is that? Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayers offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. Maddie's going to jump up. Hello. Hello. All right, we're good. Welcome to the end of year party. It's good to be here. Got my party shirt on. I've seen some party shirts. They're rocking. That's good. Uh, I've been thinking a little bit as I've looked at this passage and this actually in all of life. And here's a question I want to ask you tonight. Um, Does what you do matter? I've wondered that a fair bit, uh, particularly when I go to make stuff. Does anyone like uh, woodwork here? Woodwork or DNT? Yeah, quite a few people. See, I have like a bit of a love-hate relationship with woodwork because I love the idea of making stuff, but I just suck at it. And so like I'd go to woodwork and I have all these grand plans of what I'm going to make and it was like one time I had to make a clock and it was just going to be a normal circle clock couldn't, it's like the shape of my face, it was not a circle at all, um, but one time I made something that I was like, this is actually kind of good, uh, I was a fishing rod rack, I'd made it in year 10 and so I could put my fishing rods on it and stuff, and it actually made it home, everything else in the bin every time, but this one, I, I took it home, I was like, mum, mum was like, she was like, whoa, do you make stuff at school? I was like, yeah, normally it doesn't get this far, uh, but I had to chuck it out. Two, like a couple of years later because it just sucked. It was not very good and that kind of frustrates you because you go, spend all this time doing this thing and then it's just not that good anyway. And so you ask, does what I do matter? But there's bigger things than just like making woodwork stuff. Uh, you might have just finished the HSC and you got your results back. Um, I don't know if that's good or not, but you might be thinking, gee, was all that effort worth it? Should I have just left school two years ago and saved myself that drama? Um, or did I really need to go that hard to get that ATAR? I don't even know if I want to do that course anymore. I'm kind of sick of studying now. Um, I don't know, but even if you haven't done the HSC this year, all that effort you put into learning something, uh, you might not even want to know it or need to know it. Uh, the relationships that you try and deepen Maybe now they're moving away from schools or you're changing schools or they're moving somewhere crazy far away. And you just go, did, did this year matter? Did what I do matter? Will, will next year matter? Will what I do then matter? And, and this holidays, you've got all this free time to do whatever you want, but will any of it matter? 
Does what I do count for anything? That's the question we're going to ask tonight. And you see it in your own life, but if you just like zoom out for a moment, just away from your own life, and you think about how you're just one life in a, in a big world that's been going for a long time, but that world's a part of an even bigger galaxy, which is part of a bigger universe, and your thoughts, your actions, your words, does it matter? Because you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Because otherwise it's just like a meaningless, pointless and even painful life. And plenty of people, you might actually be here tonight thinking that, that it is just pointless and painless, um, sorry, pointless and painful. Uh, you don't care what you do, you don't care about the future because you know that none of it matters, you just don't believe in a God and so whatever happens, happens, our lives, they won't matter because one day they'll end and the sun will blow up, nothing matters, nothing I did mattered. But every single person in this room, we all feel like there should be more. But is there? Uh, If you're a Christian too, if you're you're saved by grace, Jesus saved me, not what I did. Uh, So why do I bother? Does what I do matter then? Well, in this passage tonight, uh, it's it's an interesting passage, but there's three things this passage tells us to show us that what we do actually matters. I'm going to pray that God would help us see it. Father, thank you that you created this world and you created it for a reason, you created us for a reason. Um, Thank you that you care about this world, you care about our lives. Um, Father, we pray that we would listen and obey your word. Um, For those that don't know you, Lord, we pray that they would come to you as their loving Father in Jesus tonight. And we pray for us who have done that, that you would grow us to be more like your son. In Jesus' name, amen. So, first thing we're going to see from this passage tonight is that what you do matters because God cares. Have a look in verse 12. What you do matters because God cares. So, have a look at verse 12. It says, Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth, or by anything else. All you need to say is simple is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you'll be condemned. See, see, God cares about what you do, and an example of him caring is he actually cares that you're honest. That's what these verses are talking about. Um, it's like when, because we hear the word swear and we think that's kind of the certain words you use, but uh, it's not talking about, it's, it's more like when I say, oh, I swear by my mum's life I didn't punch that kid in the head, I promise. Right? That's the kind of swearing it's talking about. Or it's like, I promise I'll do it, pinky promise I'll do it. All right? I really mean it. Um, we think, we do those things because we actually think words are cheap. It's like we need to add some kind of guarantee to what we're saying so that you know this time I'm telling the truth. So this time I swear by my mum's life, but every other time, oh, you'll just have to kind of guess if I'm telling the truth or not. Um, You click attending on that Facebook event or you tell your mates you're going to help them move house or help them with that assignment or whatever it is, but really you just mean, I'll do it if I feel like it. See, words can be cheap, But if you love God and you want to honour what He says, um, because He cares that your words aren't cheap. He cares that what you say is true. He cares that your yes really means yes and your no really means no. What, What you do matters because God cares about it. And in this case, it's about what you say. It matters. 
And, and it might seem like a pretty full-on deal because it says you'll be condemned, but words that are a little bit like taste for food, all right? So I went out for dinner on Saturday night and I got some octopus. Anyone had octopus before? Yeah, I was like, this is going to be cool. I kind of haven't had much of that before. And I see it and it smelt real good. It looks real good. And I'm like bringing it to my mouth, expecting like this explosion of flavor to go off. But it like exploded my teeth. It was rock hard. Like it was like chewing a new airport or something. It was really hard. And so the taste was rubbish. It smelled good. It looked good. But the taste was real bad. Um, that's a little bit like words for our life. If taste is what really matters for food, words tell us so much about you. Uh, See, a person, they can look real good, they can smell real good or bad, I guess, um, but their words, your words, they show me a little bit of who you are. Words reveal what we're actually really like. See, Jesus says in another part of the Bible, um, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. It shows us who we are. So God cares about who you are, so he's going to care about your words. Honesty matters. And it matters so much to him, he cares so much that he will judge dishonesty. Which which is actually a good thing, because if there was no God in this world, no one seeing what was going on, no one caring what happened, um, there would be no consequences, as long as you just get away with it in this life. But if there's no consequences, then it doesn't matter. Now, it's Christmas time, uh, and I have you, have you guys seen this movie? If you haven't, it'll probably be on about 70 times between now and Christmas on TV. It's called Elf. It's pretty funny. Um, now, they sing a Christmas carol in this. I love some Christmas carols, but I hate some. Here's one they sing in there, and I hate it, all right? It's not my favorite Christmas carol at all. Um, do, you know, do you remember how she sings this song? Because they need to get the Christmas spirit going to get the reindeers, I don't know, doing something so the sleigh can go. And she's like, He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And everyone joins in. So be good, for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not shout. You better not cry, I'm telling you what. But whoa, just wait a minute. Just in case you didn't know, Santa Claus isn't coming to town. I know, I'm sorry, sorry. I just wrecked Christmas for Christmas spirit is down. All right. Um, But Santa Claus isn't coming to town. And if that's the case... Well, then who cares? He doesn't see, he doesn't know. Um, Don't be good for goodness sake, because what's the point? You can cry, you can shout, do whatever you want. Santa's not coming. Santa isn't real. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. We can talk about this later. We might have lots of questions tonight after this passage. Um, But if, if that's the case, there's no consequences. But guys, Jesus, he is real and he's alive. And that verse says that um, you'll be condemned if you don't take God's word seriously. Jesus is coming back to judge. He takes sin seriously. What you do matters because God will judge. He cares. You live a life, his life that he's given you in his world. 
What you do with it matters. Which means we've got a problem because our words show our hearts and when we actually just stop and think about it for a minute, the heart that our words show is a heart that's broken away from God. All of us have become God's enemy and the end of verse 12, none of us have done this right so we'll be condemned. So it's not just that we need to shape up our act and get better at using words, no, we actually need a saviour desperately need one because trusting Jesus is accepting that what he did in your place you could never have done. He lived a life that you couldn't. Have you trusted him? He spoke perfectly, he lived perfectly and he died taking the punishment that we could never pay before God. Have you come back to trust him? See we need a saviour and Jesus is there and tonight you can trust him. If you haven't made that decision yet, tonight, do something about it. Do something about it. Whether that means talking to a leader, chatting to your mate that brought you along, come chat to any leader here, chat to me. But do something about it. If this is legit, if, God, if Jesus is alive and real and he will condemn us, we need to trust a saviour and he's the only one. Talk to someone tonight. But if you've already done that, God doesn't just save us. He, he transforms us. That, that's what we've seen throughout James, haven't you? It's like he says all the way through, if you've been a saved person, you can expect also to be a changed person. Uh, so be honest, because God commands it here. Uh, honesty, it's actually awesome too. Uh, it means people will trust what you say. Imagine that, if we could just trust each other all the time. So be honest, don't let your words be cheap. And don't lie. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no, which is tricky sometimes, isn't it? Because uh, we get ourselves into a little bit of a bother and we get ourselves into trouble and so telling a lie might get us out of something but really telling a lie is like putting a, a band-aid on a melanoma mole or something. Um, it might hide something that's there but it's really there. Uh, it might hide a little bit of a face but really what it's doing is damaging your character who you are. It's revealing you to be someone that can't be trusted. Now, it's easy to do, isn't it, to just tell a little lie, but it's not worth it. It's actually not good for us, and it's not worth rebelling against God for. God takes it seriously. What you do matters. He cares about what you do and how you speak. Your honesty matters. The second thing we actually see in this passage tonight is that prayer matters. What you do matters and prayer matters as well because God listens. Check this out in verse 13, chapter 5, verse 13. It says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up if they, and if they've sinned, they will be forgiven. Now, I don't know what questions you have of that, but maybe it's like, why don't we have more oil at youth or something and see more people get healed? Or, or is this saying that God promises to heal every time? Now, I'm happy to chat with you guys a little bit more after this because it is a confusing part of the Bible and a little bit of um, uncertainty around a lot of it. It's a weird one, hard to know exactly what it means. But I think this, I'll just give you a summary. I think this passage is talking about a person who's sinning so seriously and un unrepentantly, doesn't want to stop, 
um, and their faith is at risk because of it. And so for this particular situation, you can't always say that sin and sickness are linked. The Bible tells, warns us against doing that. But for this particular situation that James is writing to, um, God has sent a sickness to this person to wake them up. And so if they repent, they'll also be healed. Um, if they repent, their, si- their sin will be forgiven and the sign of their sin, their sickness, that will be gone as well. Now, I know that's a tricky one, so happy to chat a little bit more with you, but it's a particular situation. It's not a blanket promise that um, whenever I'm sick, I'll just heal it, otherwise we'd probably live forever. Um, but there's something really big, I know that's tricky, but there's something really big in these verses and it's easy to miss. It's mentioned in every verse and right down to verse um, 18 and even a little bit in 19 and 20, but it's prayer. It's there every verse. Um, God does heal... Because God listens to prayer. Uh, Even if people aren't sick because of a particular sin like this is talking about, um, God does heal people. He has done that. So we ought to pray when when we're sick or others are sick, um, but we can't force God's hand. And and it says a prayer that's offered in faith. It talks about doing it in the name of the Lord. That's all recognising that God's sovereign. He's in control. He can do what He wants. And what he wants to do is best. So we pray always trusting him. But if God listens to prayer, it means it's powerful. Check check it out in verse 16. It says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Not weak and useless. Prayer matters. It's powerful and effective. Um, prayer actually changes things. God, God chooses to use our prayers to accomplish the good that He plans to do. Uh, do you remember, if you didn't remember, flick back to chapter 4, verse 2, just the end of it. If you've got a Bible there, chapter 4, verse 2, check this out. Um, it says that you do not have because you do not ask God. I don't know yeah, if you catch that, but the th- there's things that God would do if we just asked. Prayer matters because God listens, which you've got to ask them, what might God do through our prayers? What, which of our friends, which of your friends might God save if you just prayed? Uh, what might He do over Summerfest if we just prayed? Uh, whose life might He transform? Uh, imagine, right, if you had uh, Superman's mobile number. I don't know, there's, there you go, keep calm and call Superman. If you could actually do that, you'd just be like, well, stuff, zero, 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 triple O, whatever it is. Um, I'm not calling them, I'm just going to call Superman. Um, he's going to fix all my problems that happen. Uh, someone knocks on my door and wants to shoot me. Superman, get, get over here, please. Um, whatever it is, you just call Superman. But imagine you didn't just have his number, that you were actually like mates, your mates with Superman. So he wasn't just like, oh yeah, I'll do that for you. Oh yeah, I'll do that for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. But Superman actually knew what was best for you and he did it for you. So you, so you ask him and he, he does what's best for you. If you ask something stupid, he doesn't do it for you because he's good. Um, now, we're in relationship with the God who controls everything and who loves us so much that he sent Jesus for us. Uh, He's so powerful, we can't even get our heads around it. Uh, Now, that's for you if you have a relationship with Jesus, but if you don't, if you haven't trusted Him, that promise of 
God listening to your prayer. Uh, You actually need to come back as one of God's children. But if you have done that, why don't we pray? Prayer is powerful and it's actually personal too. Go back to James 5, look at verse 13. It says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone sick? Um, Let the elders come and pray for them. Whatever life throws, whatever situations of life, we're in relationship with God through it all, if you trust Jesus. So talk to God, ask Him, praise Him. So you guys have a holidays coming up, uh, and regardless of how many people you're going to have around you at that time, uh, or how many people you're going to hang out with, you'll actually never be alone this holidays. God, if you, if you trust in Jesus, God is with you by His Spirit and He listens. So pray this holidays. Do it when you feel alone. Remember, He's actually there with you. Uh, do it when you're together with your mates. Pray for summer fest. Pray for summer nights. Um, pray that God would save many. Those friends that God could save, pray for them. Uh, and invite them along, chat to them and that, but... Make sure you're praying for those times because prayer matters because God listens. What you do matters. Uh, Your honesty matters, your prayer matters and the third thing, the last thing you'll see tonight is that what you do matters because God works through us. He works through our prayers and He works through our actions. Check this out in verse 19. It says, Elijah was a human being. Oh, sorry, that's verse 17. Come down to 19. Um, My brothers and sisters, if any one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Uh, This passage is talking, this little bit, talking about uh, when someone is turning away from God, they're falling away, um, they're living in a sin that they don't want to repent of, and turning them back turning to help them see the truth and come back to trust Jesus. That's what it's talking about. Uh, Because sin, it hardens our hearts, which means we actually have a responsibility. This part of the Bible is giving us responsibility to do something to encourage one another so that we don't fall away. It gives us responsibility to have each other's backs. See, God works through people to bring His people back. So we actually need to care enough for each other that you would do whatever it takes to help someone continue to trust Jesus and hold on to Him. It it will save them from death and cover their sins. They'll be forgiven if they turn and repent. But God involves us in that work. Uh, So why, if if God's saying that we have a part in that, my question for myself and for us so why is it just so easy to forget, to, to see and care about how other people, how my Christian friends are going and travelling with God, in how they're going in their relationship with God? And I think it's just because we forget how serious it is, isn't it? I, I don't know if you saw uh, a couple of weeks ago, these bushfires are happening, they're terrible, right? Uh, there was this koala, um, and I don't know if you saw that video of this koala, it's pretty much fully burnt and it's crawling into more fire. Uh, It's pretty hectic. 
Uh, and, and you see that and you go, whoa, that's bad. But, and then some lady comes in and gives it some water. I think she saved it for a few more days and then it died. Um, but poor koala. But, guys, this situation of injured, wounded, and heading to certain death, that's what, that's what awaits everyone who doesn't trust Jesus and anyone who's falling away if they don't repent. But it's worse than that, isn't it? Uh, it's worse. And we, if we know that, surely we do everything to not let our friends, not let anyone just wander into the bushfire of God's eternal judgment. I'm sure like, if your friend was starving at school or something like that, and they're at the point of death, if that happened at school, uh, you probably would share some of your lunch with them. Uh, if they were really struggling and really just finding this assignment real difficult, you'd probably just give them some help, unless you're real, I don't know, I don't know, just annoying or something. I don't know. Um, but we forget, don't we? That, that every one of our friends here, our, our Christian friends, everyone, actually everyone everywhere will live for eternity. And that will either be at peace with God in His kingdom or as His enemy in hell forever. Because God works through us to keep us, to hold us together. So it matters that you care for each other. So look around and particularly look around at the people in your year group. They're like your teammates in the most important task of this world. Actually seeing people saved, because God uses us for that as well, but to also see each other hold on to the truth about Jesus. What we do matters. And it matters for our own lives, but it matters together as a people of God, as a youth group, it matters what we do for one another. And so how do you do that? How do you actually look after one another? Well, I'll give you three quick things. Uh, one is notice stuff. Actually take enough interest in people's life to notice things. Uh, people change. Uh, sometimes things can happen and the way they speak or the people they're hanging out with, that could all change. And it's helpful to notice that. Uh, maybe actually a, non, uh, a relationship with one of your friends and a non-Christian, that's kind of brewing. Notice that and care enough to do the second thing. So notice, but then secondly... Have a conversation with them. Talk with each other. And don't just talk to each other about anything. Um, talk with each other about how Christian life is going. Share your struggles. Uh, sh- share with someone when you notice something's up and ask them how they're going. Um, do that gently and humbly, not accusing them or anything, and just say, how are you going? Is there stuff I can pray for you? So talk with each other. And you don't have to wait for things to go bad or look real bad. Do that now. Uh, You've got... Every Friday night, except for a few six weeks or so, um, or you've got your, uh, your G team and all these different places that you hang out, you could probably do it over a messenger or something like that. Wherever you do it, talk with each other so that you can have each other's backs. And thirdly, so notice, talk, thirdly, get help. Uh, if, it, if it's you that's struggling or if one of your friends is struggling and you're worried about them, talk to your leader. Uh, talk with someone and raise concerns uh, and talk about a plan for how to follow them up well and pray for them together. Uh, and if there's, see if you can come up with ways to get them back to youth or see if there's ways you can get them to hang out with other Christians so that you can get them back to youth. Think about that, but do it with someone who's uh, older than you. That's always helpful. 
uh, three things, talk, uh, notice, talk, and get some help. Because all this shows us that what we do matters. So sometimes, wouldn't we, we'd just rather that there were no consequences, wouldn't we? Uh, we'd rather just do whatever we want and just spend this whole holidays just watching every episode of Rick and Morty or Stranger Things or I don't know, whatever you want to do, some hero beating up bad dudes, um, whatever you want to watch, whatever you want to do. We kind of just want to do whatever we want all the time and forget that there's consequences for what we do. Not that those things are bad in themselves, but if we want our life to matter, you need to recognise that there's consequences for what we do, because what we do matters. We have actually responsibility from God. It, It matters most what you do with Jesus, but now that you're saved, God, your heavenly Father, wants to transform you to live more and more like His Son. He's your loving Father that makes you want to be, wants you to live more and more like Him. He wants to help you and grow you to live a life that matters, full of things that matter. So let's pray that we live that kind of life. Father, uh, thank you so much for your word that you choose to reveal yourself to us so that we might know you and know how to live. Um, Lord, we pray that uh, all of us would take seriously the things that we do and take seriously what you have to say about it. Uh, Lord, for those of us who don't trust Jesus, would you please work in us, uh, work in them, Father, so that you might save them. And Lord, for us who do trust your Son, would you please make us more like him? Help us to trust your word um, and see that it is good and obey it. Um, Pray that we would live life doing things that matter. In Jesus' name, amen.